Scaling Up Nation, our job is difficult and it does not need to be more difficult by having dip slides that the agar falls off, by having dip slides that have premature growth, or by having dip slides that go out of date too quickly. That's why Fluid Maintenance Solutions came up with the new improved TTC slash MALT plate count. You can use the plate count system just like any other dip slide without the inconveniences that I just mentioned. They have a longer shelf life, they incubate in 48 hours, and they are so easy to stack and store in your incubator, you can multiply the space that you have in your current incubator without having to buy another one. It's a win all around. Be sure to look into something that has saved my company a lot of time by going to scalinguph2o.com forward slash plate count. Welcome to Scaling Up, the podcast where we scale up on knowledge so we don't scale up our systems. I'm Trace Blackmore, your podcast host for the best podcast in the water treatment community. And I've actually got numbers to back that up. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. And we are doing a theme this month. So we are doing October. We're finishing up October with the topic of podcasting. Of course, we started October with our favorite holiday. That was Industrial Water Week. And I love Industrial Water Week. It's always the first full week of the month of October. And if you didn't listen to them, five brand new episodes, one episode each and every day while we were celebrating Industrial Water Week. Of course, we celebrated Pre-Treatment Monday, Boiler Tuesday, Cooling Wednesday, Wastewater Thursday, and then we ended the celebration with Careers Friday. It was a great time. It was my favorite podcast recordings ever for Industrial Water Week. We had a lot of people participate. It wasn't just me. And it just made it a lot of fun. We had a lot of people participate on social media. That is always my favorite thing during Industrial Water Week. People would post something on social media and hashtag it with IWW22 this year. By the way, in case you're taking notes, it will be 23 next year. And we always keep current the scaling up or hashtag scaling up H2O. So with that, if you are wondering about next year, you can go to industrialwaterweek.com and you can find everything you ever wanted to know about Industrial Water Week, but we're afraid to ask. All that information's there, even a branding guide if you want to celebrate that in your company. I saw cakes last week where people took that branding guide and they had images printed at their local bakeries and that was the cake that they had. By the way, my favorite posts are always of the water cake. If you don't know what a water cake is, tune into last Friday's episode. But if you haven't noticed, I love celebrating Industrial Water Week with you. So thank you for so many people that celebrated that with me 
last week. Now, today is a pinks and blues episode. And as I mentioned, it's going to be about this podcast. We ask all the time, you can't listen to an episode hardly without me begging you for your ideas, for your questions, for who you want me to interview. And we get those. Thank you for the people that send those questions to me. What we do is we keep a list of those and we try to put those in topic-related lists. And today, the topic is all about the questions you have around how we get this podcast from my microphone here in Atlanta, Georgia, to your speakers where you are listening to it right now. We're going to be answering those questions. And then the next two weeks, you're going to hear from other water treater podcasters, other people that are in the water industry that have podcasts, and they have invited me to be on their show. So I thought it was only polite for me to return the favor and invite them on this podcast. So you're going to meet some new podcasters that maybe you have not heard of. And yes, they are in the water industry. Well, I've already talked about last week, which is Industrial Water Week. So let me talk about last month. And of course, last month, I met so many of you at the Association of Water Technologies Convention in Vancouver, Canada. It's one of my favorite conventions to go to. And as you know, I try to go to quite a few, but there's so many members of the Scaling Up Nation that go to the AWT conventions. It just makes it my favorite. I love meeting the people that enjoy this podcast. I love meeting the Scaling Up Nation. I can't Thank you enough for all the people that came up and introduced themselves to me. So many of you gave me ideas for the show. You gave me guests that you wanted to interview. And I took so many selfies during that convention. And so many people asked me, of course, for the scaling up H2O button. I actually was out of those last year and I didn't have that many to give out. And people were angry with me. So we ordered so many new buttons and we actually have updated the logo. I don't know if the people that got the new buttons realize that, but it is a new updated logo. So many people walking around that convention hall with the scaling up H2O button. And I love that. And people will send me pictures all the time where they will put that on their test kit. They'll put it on a bag that they take in the field. It just means so much to me that you are so proud to support the Scaling Up H2O podcast. And I just want to thank all the people that came up to me and just let me know that this show means something to you. Now, I want to give a special shout out to all my new friends that I met at the AWT conference from Australia. So not only did I get to meet some of you in Vancouver, Nation, our metrics, our ratings are blowing up in Australia. So I want to thank you for all the people that are spreading the word in Australia. I want to thank everybody that spreads the word about the Scaling Up H2O podcast. That's how we get new listeners. That's how we stay relevant. That's how we get new information from those new listeners. So you all are doing everything that I am asking you to do. You're not only listening, you're helping me promote. And I want to thank you so much. And I have to say, for all my Australian friends out there, 
I'm a bit confused because I think Australians have the coolest accent and I cannot for the life of me figure out why if you have an accent like that, you want to listen to this. But here's the thing. I'm not going to think too hard about it because I am glad that you are listening. So whatever you hear in my voice or the information, thank you. I do think you have the coolest accent. We've had several Australians on the podcast. So anyway, I will stop talking about that. I cannot do an English or an Australian accent very well. I can do other accents pretty well, but I've never been able to master that one. So maybe that's something that I need to try. So all my Australian friends out there, all of my friends in the Scaling Up Nation, I want to personally invite you to the next hang that we are having. Now, some of you might be saying, Trace, what is a hang? Well, the hang is something that we do every quarter. And quite simply, it's for us to showcase that we are in the most awesome community possible. And this is a very easy way for you to network within our water treatment community. As I said, we do it each and every quarter. The next hang is going to be November 10th at 6 p.m. Eastern time. The hang is always exactly for one hour. We start on time, we end on time. I give you some current events that are going on and then I release you into breakout rooms. So we might have a good amount of people on the main room, but then I separate you out into smaller groups where you can get to meet new people. Now, I typically give you a couple of topics to talk about. Some people do that. Some people feel fine going out on their own topics. I try to make it as very easy for you as possible. And I promise you will walk away with new friends. You will walk away knowing somebody that will answer a future question that you will have. You will gain a new ally in this industry. So if you have not already, I urge you to put the hang on your calendar November 10th at 6 p.m. Eastern time. And if you're not doing that right now, you can find out all that information by going to scalinguph2o.com forward slash Hang. We'll have all the information on there for you, even an easy way for you to put that in your calendar. And yes, it is something that you need to sign up for. We have plenty of spots so everybody can join. I can't wait to see you there. And I know you are going to meet somebody that is going to be able to change an issue that you are having right now. So please join me. Speaking of events, if you go to scalinguph2o.com, you will see a list of every water-related event that we know of. Now, you might say, Trace, this isn't on there. Okay, well, let us know about that, and we will get that on there. We're trying to make the ScalingUpH2O.com page the easiest spot for you to go to figure out what's going on in our water treatment community. And I have such an amazing team. They have put so much work in reformatting our website to make that information so easy for you to find. 
And that is searching our transcripts, searching every single episode for a specific topic. And they made it really easy. So everything has a transcript and you can find the information that you need. Well, when it comes to events, they list everything out on an events page and have all the links for you to find out more information about the organizations that we're talking about. You can even create an event right in your calendar so you can block that time for something that you want to go to. I'm so proud of my staff for all the things that they are improving day by day, making it easier for me, one, to do this podcast, but for you, the Scaling Up Nation, to devour and find all of the content that we have here. So if you haven't already, I ask for you to check out the new website that my team here at Scaling Up H2O has created. And once again, that's scalinguph2o.com. Well, Nation, I thought today, since we are in podcast month, that's our theme this month, we're going to introduce you to maybe some new podcasts that you don't know about. A question might be, Trace, aren't you scared that you're going to lose some listenership by showing people some other podcasts? No, I'm not scared of that at all. I think you are going to learn that there's some other podcasts out there. You're going to learn some new information. And I collaborate with all the podcasters that you are going to meet this month. So many of us don't do things because we're scared of losing something. If I can instill a thought in your head, if that's something that you are worried about, I will tell you that if you have a scarcity mentality, you are going to grip onto things so tight, they're just going to slip through your fingers. However, if you have an abundance mentality and you believe that every time you win, you can help others win as well, it is so much nicer on that side of the fence and others will help you with what you are trying to do. Nation, that's why we volunteer for groups. That's why we give up our time that we do not get paid when we volunteer for organizations to lead them. And we get so much more when we have that attitude. And I think of so many things, so many people that are in my life that I have met because of that. I just urge you, if you ever think that way, Try to rethink. Now, that was a complete departure from what is on my notes, but I felt compelled that I needed to say that. All that to say, this month, we are going to be talking about Water Podcast. Now, today, we're talking specifically about this podcast and questions that you have sent in to me about this very podcast, Scaling Up H2O. But before we do that, Here is a brand new Thinking on Water with James. Welcome to Thinking on Water with James, the segment where we don't give you the answers, we give you the topics and questions for you to think about, drop by drop. Now let's get to it. In this week's episode, we're thinking about the mass balance around a cooling tower system. Sure, you have the makeup water, evaporation, and blowdown, But where else may water enter or leave the cooling tower system? Is water lost to the overflow when the system is shut down and water drains back from the piping? Is excess water lost due to drift or windage? Are there process leaks either removing water from the system or even adding water to the system? Is there a secondary makeup source? Is there a leak in the basin? 
How much water is lost due to the backwash of a side stream filter? Is the blowdown valve closing all the way? Take this week to think about the mass balance around a cooling tire system and what you may have seen or could see. Be sure to follow hashtag TOW22 and hashtag ScalingUpH2O to share your thoughts on each week's thinking on water. I'm James McDonald, and I look forward to learning more from you. As always, thank you, James. Now, you heard James last week share stories with each one of the days that we were celebrating. And one of those stories, he mentioned how he used the mass balance equation to solve an issue. Well, it didn't really solve the issue, but allowed him to know what the issue was. And then they began looking for it. I mentioned this because I love math success stories. I teach the Association of Water Technologies math class during their technical training seminars. And I can't tell you how many people are terrified when I start that class because it's just entitled water treatment math. Well, folks, math is not a bad thing. In fact, I like to tell everybody I can, so now you're going to hear it, that math is probably the only order we have in the sea of chaos that is water treatment. And if you can learn the math, just as James explained in his story last week, it did not completely solve the issue, but it told him where to look and what he needed to do, and that solved the issue. And I hear stories like that every single time I teach math. By the way, if you were wondering when I am going to be teaching math again because you cannot wait to go to the best math class of your life, here are some dates that you need to know. The AWT is having their technical training next year, February 23rd through 26th in Seattle, Washington, and then again March 30th through April 2nd in Cleveland, Ohio. The same programs will be running. We'll have a slight deviation. One will have wastewater. The other one will have the ASSE training. All that information will be on our website, so you can go to our events page and learn everything that you need to know, and even click on that little button that I was just mentioning so you can reserve the time in your calendar. Because if you have not been to these technical trainings and you practice the same kind of water treatment that I practice, this is the best place that you can go to learn more about our industry, to learn better practices, to challenge the way that you're thinking, to give you better information so you can better explain what it is you're trying to explain to the people you're trying to explain it to. I'm always surprised when people don't think they have time to go to a training like this. Nation, please hear me. You do not have time not to go to a training like this. And this is not a training that you are one and done. This is a training that you go to, you learn, and then you come back and you learn more, and you come back and you learn more, and you come back and you learn more. I've been doing this for over a decade. I have heard our presenters speak on the same topics, but somewhat differently every time they speak. And over a decade, listening to our speakers, I learn something new every time 
that I go there. I'm willing to bet you have not been as many times as I have, and I am telling you, I learn multiple new things every single time that I go. Enough about that. If you want to find out more, go to our events page on scalinguph2o.com. Scaling Up Nation, now I get so excited because these episodes are my most favorite to record because they are from you. They are your questions. They are what you want to know. A lot of times they're technical. Sometimes they're about the podcast. Sometimes they're about business. So I'm always so appreciative. I was trying to think of the right word, and that's still not as big as a word that I wanted to say, but I am so appreciative to all of you out there in the Scaling Up Nation that help me with content. And simply, you're giving me your questions. You're curious about things. Now, I have a great staff, and we're going to talk a little bit about them today. One of the things that they do is they take all of your questions and they put them in topic-related lists so we can have shows like we're having today. Well, the show that we're having today is all about your questions about this very podcast, Scaling Up H2O. Well, here's the first question. The first question, do you record live? And if not, how far out do you record? Well, let me dispel any rumors out there. I am not a live guy. There's a lot of pressure to do live. And there are a lot of people that do it. There are a lot of people that do it well. I am not one of those people. I actually record all of the episodes that you hear. And I normally record them one to two months out before you hear them. Now, if there is some sort of breaking news, for example, towards the end of last year, we interrupted what we had scheduled because we were trying to bring you information about the supply chain. So we reorganized how our calendar was, and I had to actually re-record some things because our numbering system was then off. And what wasn't that big of a deal, but we had some things that were ready to go, and we stuck something new right in the center of it. So with that, sometimes that creates an issue, but not very often. So I answer that question because I want you to know that I want to make sure we have a good product for you. And I don't like to rush that. So by recording it, I'm able to think a little bit more. And when I'm thinking, I'm thinking about how am I describing a particular example so you can see it in your mind's eye. How am I answering the question so you can arrive at the conclusion that you need to understand what's going on with that situation? So by recording that, I'm able to have a little bit extra time to make sure the episode is what it needs to be, and it gets to you in the format and the condition that you and so many others of you are so proud to share it. And I can't thank you enough for that. We get so many people that share our episodes. So all that to say, I do record the episodes. I do not record them live. I guess you wouldn't record something live. Anyway, they're not live. They are recorded. The next question is, why did you start the podcast? Well, that's really simple. I started the podcast 
because I enjoy teaching. One of my favorite things to do, I already talked about it, was the technical training that we do twice a year for the Association of Water Technologies. And to prove how much I love doing that, none of the instructors get paid. I don't know if you knew that or not. We do that because we love the industry. We do that because we want to help the industry. We want to make the industry better And I only had two opportunities to do that in front of people. Well, I say that. Others have hired me to come out and train their team, but I got to do that only so often. This allows me a weekly opportunity to teach something. And I really enjoy taking a topic, dissecting it, and figuring out how can I explain that to people that, one, aren't in front of me because you can't see me, Two, keep you interested as I tell you the story. And three, leave you with handles so you can take what I said with you and do something different with that information. So the podcast allowed me to do that. It was all around my love for teaching. Now, there was some selfishness in there too. When I teach something, I learn something a whole lot better. And if that's something you have not discovered for yourself, as soon as you learn something new and you want to grasp onto it, teach it as soon as you possibly can. Well, the podcast gives me an outlet for that. The other thing the podcast does, it allows me to meet new people. I started this episode by mentioning all the people that I met at AWT that I didn't know before, all the people from Australia that I recognized. I love meeting new people, and the podcast allows people to get to know me through my voice, and they feel compelled to introduce themselves to me, and I absolutely love that. I've met so many incredible people through this podcast, and that has just been an incredible benefit. It's also a way that I try to improve this industry. I mentioned that's why all the trainers at whatever organization I'm working with are trying to teach is to try to elevate the industry. Well, I feel that this podcast does that very thing for this industry each and every week. And I hope it allows you to respect your job more and encourage you to do more within your job that you are the only person that's holding your knowledge back. And if you want to learn something new, there's just so much out there, specifically on the scalinguph2o.com website, but so many other places as well where you can just enhance what you have in your head right now. And the last reason I can think of to answer this question is I do this to honor my dad. My dad taught me this industry and he loved this industry. And my dad and I really improved our relationship over water treatment. We were fine father and son, but when we were together discussing water treatment, it just gave a whole new dynamic to who we were when we were together. So dad, this podcast is for you. This is something that I do to help carry on your legacy. Next question is why do you so strongly support the Association of Water Technologies? Yeah, I guess now that I think of it, there probably aren't too many episodes that go by that I do not mention the Association of Water Technologies. So why do I do that? Well, the Association of Water Technologies is the first place I got involved in volunteer leadership. 
And because of that, I learned a tremendous amount of information that I've used to help my business. Now, don't get me wrong. I gave a lot to that organization in order to get that information, but I really think I wouldn't have gotten that information in the way that I received it had I not put myself out there to volunteer. So a quick plug, whatever organization you're looking at, and if you're thinking, should I volunteer? The answer is yes. Yes, you should volunteer. The more you give, the more you will get. And that goes back to what I was saying earlier, the scarcity mentality versus the abundance mentality. If you go into whatever it is, especially volunteer leadership, with a how can I give, what can I give of myself, and then just allow other people to give back to you, I promise you it will happen. And that happened so much for me. I've met so many wonderful people through volunteering with the Association of Water Technologies that I now call friends. I call them mentors. I call one of them dad. I mean, he's he's amazing. Uh, in fact, you met him, Bruce Ketrick. He's just a fantastic person. And uh, when my father passed away, he was just so, so kind to me. And that was all because I met him through AWT. So those people are out there waiting for you to meet. They're probably not the same people, but you haven't met them yet. That's why I am so motivated to support the AWT because I have all of this because I got involved in the AWT. A lot of people don't know this, but when I first started the podcast, the only metrics that I had was how well did the AWT do based on how my promotions went. And the AWT shared that a little bit when I first started. They stopped sharing that with me, so I don't really have those metrics anymore. But it's still very important for me to make sure that I'm helping the organization that I was once president of. And I served eight years on the board of directors with AWT. So yeah, I, I really I really enjoy the AWT and that's why I strongly support it. By the way, as far as metrics with the AWT, pretty much the only ones that I have are the ones that we self-conduct. We normally ask people when uh, we find new listeners how they heard of us or why they acted in a certain way. What I mean by that is if you've been to an AWT technical training class, I, this wasn't the point of this episode, but it's like the ninth time that I've mentioned the technical training class this year. Anyway, or this episode, the technical training class, normally when I speak, I'll ask people for a show of hands, how many people are here because you heard about this event on the Scaling Up H2O podcast? And minimum, it's 25%. People like, I, I would have never heard about this unless... I was listening to your podcast. So that's pretty much the unofficial. I'll do that a little bit at AWT conventions, but I, I have everybody in the room uh, with me when I'm at technical training. So my goal is to support not only the AWT, but there are all these other organizations that have reached out to me and asked me to support them as well. So we're trying to make sure that you, the Scaling Up Nation, know not only about the AWT, but know about all the different water-related organizations out there. So you know which ones you should be part of, you should join, you should volunteer with, and what events that you should go to so you can continue learning more about the particular field of water treatment that you're involved in. A follow-up question says, on episode 265, you mentioned that you wanted the AWT board to bring back the reports about other organizations. Did they hear you? 
I am delighted that somebody asked me this question because yes, actually they did. Now, episode 265, that was during Legionella Awareness Month, and that was when Russ Baskin was our guest. And we were talking about how ASHRAE's 188 committee would always report back to AWT through our liaison member. His name is Bill Pearson. And for 10 years, he was constantly reporting what was going on with ASHRAE 188. And a couple of years ago, they had stopped doing that in our general meetings. And Russ and I were talking about how we missed that because that really kept us in the know. Well, Kyle Rossi, a board member of the Association of Water Technologies, called me on the very day that episode 265 aired and told me that he heard us loud and clear and the board is working on that. So thank you, Kyle, for that information. And uh, maybe next year when we go to the Association of Water Technologies Convention, we'll have those reports available to us so we can all be in the know about what related organizations are doing. Another question, and and this question makes me laugh, it says, uh, do you do all of the work for the podcast yourself? The answer is heavens no. Uh, I used to when I first started, and if you want to listen to the quality of that podcast, you can listen to episode one. I will say they got quite a bit better, and I was a one-man show for quite a bit in the very beginning, and then I started getting people to help me. I realized that the logistics, the transcribing, the uploading, all of the wash, wrench, repeat stuff that you have to do to have a successful podcast, I could do, but I didn't enjoy. And it was taking me away from the things that I really enjoy. So I started bringing on a team. And the team has changed throughout the years, and I think everything works out for the best, and I wish everybody that was on my team in the past the the best, and we're still in touch, so definitely no bad feelings for people that aren't on my team anymore. Things change, and, and, and I say that because... You know, when you own a company or you're doing something and somebody decides that they're moving or they're leaving, you know, it's kind of hard to deal with. But if you focus on the fact that, you know, you're you're just upset that they're not there anymore because you're going to miss them, well, that's that's one way to look at it. But if you look at it that they're starting a, a new venture and they're able to do something even better and you can remain friends as they do that, well, that's even better. So our team today, I will introduce the lineup. So our producer, her name is Corinne. Corinne is from Chicago. She calls cornhole bags and all sorts of different things that she says. And uh, she defines them for me because I have no idea some of the Chicagoan colloquialisms. I can't even say that word right. She does define those for me, but Corinne makes sure that everything that we do, whether it is the content that I'm recording, the information that I research before I record, taking the recording that I give to our audio engineer that I'll introduce in a second, all of those things, all the logistics are done. She's booking our schedule. She's keeping our calendar. I'm missing so many things but she makes sure that we are running efficiently. She is not only making sure the machine is running, she's maintaining the machine to make sure that it's constantly improving, it's constantly staying oiled, all of those analogies that I can't think of right now. So that's Corinne, our producer. We also have Margie, 
And Margie creates all of our transcripts. She does all of our posting. She's in charge of social media, a lot of our outreach. She does so much to make sure that the only message we have isn't just the podcast, the actual recording of my voice. It's allowing people to know that we have a podcast, taking little bits out of the podcast and letting people know what we're talking about in the podcast, not just the topic or not just the title. And then she also takes all that information and she puts in a dashboard to make sure that we're keeping up with the things that matter most. So if nobody's looking at something, we decide we don't want to spend any time on it because the Scaling Up Nation said, hey, that kind of stinks. We don't really care about that. So we look for things continually to figure out what you do care about, what you want to see, and how we can make that information better. And that brings us to Sean. Sean is our audio engineer. And I will tell you of all the jobs that I have done on the Scaling Up H2O podcast, and Nation, I have done every single one of them, I like the least editing. I am not good at it. I turn into this perfectionist that has to have everything perfect. And that's just impossible. And because of that, I can't edit myself because if I make a slight mistake, I'll have to fix it. And folks, this is just how I talk. And I think it's endearing when people speak how they speak. And I know several of you out there in the Scaling Up Nation have shared with me, you enjoy that occasionally you hear me make a mistake or you hear that I'll mispronounce something and I'll come back and correct it. You say that, hey, you're real. So Sean was the one that helped me realize that. He also has equipment that I will never own. He is a true professional. He hears things that I don't hear, and he suggests things that I will never think of. He'll suggest things that make me sound better on my end. He'll do things on his end that make the podcast better. The very first time I interviewed Sean to see if he was the right person to be our audio engineer, he noticed the equipment that I was using and he started talking about it. And he started right there in the interview telling me how to adjust various levels to make me sound better. Right then when he did that, I knew he was the right guy for the job. And uh, Sean's been with us for, for years. He's just fantastic. And then the newest member to join our team is Mike. And Mike is making sure that all of our processes, all of our procedures are as streamlined and written down as easy to follow as possible. So we can do what we do the best way we can do it and as efficiently as possible. So nobody is doing double work. Nobody is getting stuck because somebody doesn't know they need to do something. He's automating a lot of these procedures and it's just making the entire team work better. So to answer your questions, heavens no, I am not the only person on this team I am blessed with having the people I just introduced to you on the Scaling Up H2O podcast team. Another question asked, how do you rank with other podcasts? Well, this is a question that is, is difficult to answer. And I'll tell you why it's difficult to answer because there are metrics out there. And my team gathers metrics from several websites because we wanna know how we're doing, not for vanity, 
but to make sure we're doing the right things. If I do something and nobody listens to it, and last week we had 12,000 downloads, well, obviously I didn't do something right. We want to know about that. So we keep track of all the downloads that we have. We keep track of the areas that things are downloaded. And uh, in order to do that, it's not just one site because one site will say one thing, another site will say another. So we try to take a compilation of various sites. I think Apple knows, but Apple doesn't share. So we don't know what Apple knows. So there are all these other sites that try to gain all these metrics by data mining all this information, all various podcast players. So we take a bunch of those, take a composite, and that tells us how we're doing. One of the things that we do follow is ranking. And the only reason I'm sharing this with you is because I just find it fantastic. I hope it's right, but it is from Listen Notes. Listen Notes is one of the podcast metric sites, and it ranks us in the top 5% of all podcasts out there. Folks, there are 2.8 million plus podcasts out there, and they rank us in the top 5%. Now, the criteria they use is how many listeners do we have? Do those listeners return? Do they share the content? Are we current on the information that we share? Are we consistent when we release episodes? Have we been doing it for a while? Has our consumership or our listenership, have they been growing as we have been in existence? And there are all these other metrics. So out of all those, Listen Notes states that we're in the top 5% of all podcast. And they state that there's more than 2.8 million podcasts out there. I cannot tell you how amazing that metric is. I can't tell you how humbled I am with that metric. And I just attribute that to the Scaling Up Nation, people telling others that we have a podcast out here and it supports us in the water treatment community. And all of you are helping support that podcast and it shows through that metric. So thank you for the question and uh, thank you for getting us to that rank. Another listener writes in and they wanna know if I have any special equipment to record the podcast or do I just record it from the camera and the microphone on my computer? So I've never used the camera or the microphone on my computer, but I did use my Bluetooth headset on the very first episode. And since that time, I've always had a podcasting mic. I ordered one because it was affordable and it got some good reviews. And then somebody told me, oh, you need to upgrade to this. And then recently, a good friend of mine, his name is Scott Slade, and he is a radio personality here in Atlanta. He's got an amazing studio, and he was sharing with me what I could do to elevate how I record, what my sound comes to you as, and he helped me buy some new equipment and set it up, so it made it a lot easier for Sean to have a lot more depth of sound for him to do what he does on his side. So if you're wondering, my microphone is a Shure SM7B and it goes into an audio interface called a Rodecaster. And then that goes into a program that I use called Reaper. And after that gets recorded, it then goes to Sean and he has all sorts of amazing software and equipment that he processes through 
and he makes me sound halfway intelligent each and every week. So glad we got him. Somebody else writes in, would you consider a series where you interview spouses of water treaters? I almost wonder if that question was a plant because my staff and I would get together and we talk about ideas for what we're going to do with upcoming episodes. So we do have a year-long calendar that we have certain themes and different dates and different events. So we're talking about the right stuff. And every year we do planning and this came up and the idea was for Industrial Water Week. So we celebrated that last week. And that was one of the ideas, that the whole week was interviewing people and their wives about what they did as an industrial water treater. And we talked about that, and we poked a couple of holes in it. One of the holes was I asked my lovely bride, Stacy if she would, and she said without any hesitation, no. Uh, so, and if you're familiar with the temperaments, Stacy is a blue. If you're not familiar with the temperaments, then I urge you to go and listen to some of the episodes that we did on the temperament study. Um, oh, by the way, spoiler alert, Kathleen Edelman, who wrote, I said this, you heard that, she's going to come back and join us on episode 81 so that's going to be in November. Can't wait to release that to you. Well, anyway, I thought it was going to be too difficult to find the people to record so we could get a product to you. So if that is incorrect and you think you have people for me to interview, let us know that. I would love to explore that idea. I don't know if we'll do that next Industrial Water Week or maybe we'll do that throughout another series or another episode, but it's good to know that we have options. So. The answer to the question, yes, we did consider it, but we didn't know how easy it would be to find people who were willing to participate. So if you guys can help me with that, we can see if we can do a segment like you recommended. Next question reads, what's the biggest thing that's happened to you since you've started the podcast? I'm going to answer that simply with meeting new people. I am amazed when I go to a conference and people come up to me and they tell me what this podcast has meant to them as if it allowed them to get their certification. It allowed them to stay in this industry. It allowed them to get a promotion, whatever you fill in the blank and people will come up to me and they'll give me credit for their achievement. And I'm so humbled by that. And maybe I gave them a slight nudge, but folks, if I'm talking to one of you and you've done that to me, first of all, thank you. Second, you did all the heavy lifting with that. And maybe I did give you a little nudge in that direction, but you did all of that. And the fact that that all came from a podcast and that little nudge allowed them to do what they needed to do to achieve whatever it was that they mentioned that has just been the most amazing thing. And I will never get over that. I will never stop thinking how amazing that is. And I hope you, the Scaling Up Nation, will never stop sharing that information with me because that is so motivating. So that is by far the biggest thing that I can say has happened to me since I started this podcast. So many stories that I've heard uh, so many people have made new friends themselves because they've used the Scaling Up H2O podcast as the catalyst to break the ice to find a new friend. 
I heard so many people at the last Association of Water Technologies conference in Vancouver talking about the Scaling Up H2O podcast. And I am just amazed that people now have common ground. Competitors now have a common ground where they can break the ice with each other and they can start talking with each other on a friendly note. And I've also mentioned the Rising Tide Mastermind. That has been the most amazing thing that I have done in my career. My goal is to raise up this industry. My goal is to create a catalyst so others are raising up the industry. They're getting better. They're helping others get better. And what I just described to you is exactly the Rising Tide Mastermind. And I've been able to fill up six groups in the Rising Tide Mastermind because we have this platform called the Scaling Up H2O Podcast, and I'm able to let you know that we do have a mastermind like this, and people are actually coming to me asking me more about the Rising Tide Mastermind. So that has been by far the best thing that has happened since I started this podcast, but everything that I mentioned, it is it, it is so close for number one. It's hard to rank exactly what it is. I would say most likely, you know, meeting the people, hearing the stories, but there's just so much. So thank you for asking that question. And, and thank you for allowing me to have this podcast. So I have amazing stories like this. So I'm able to meet all these new people. It has just been a fantastic ride. So a follow-up question to that is how long will you do the podcast? And the answer is as long as it's fun. I hope you heard through my voice when I was answering the last question. I absolutely love doing this podcast. I love working with the team that I have. There's so many things that I get to do because I host the Scaling Up H2O podcast. It gives me a license to have fun. It gives me a license to meet people I want to meet, to meet authors and read books and, and get to know them at a higher level and even get to know what do they leave out of the books that I wanted to know about. There, there's just so much that I can do because I host the Scaling Up H2O podcast. And the only reason I host it is because you all listen to the Scaling Up H2O podcast. So as long as it is fun, I have no plans of stopping. It is uh, an outlet of my creativity, of me to challenge myself, of me to be able to explain things better, to learn more myself, all the things that I've talked about before. I get to do all that because I host the Scaling Up H2O podcast. So I have no plans to stop. Now, if tomorrow it was just a labor of misery and I didn't like do it anymore, I would not host the Scaling Up H2O podcast. But folks, I don't think that's going to happen, especially when I have a community like the Scaling Up Nation supporting this podcast and helping me make it better and better each and every week. So I don't have an answer for that, but I have no plans for stopping. And uh, the last question, by the way, this isn't the last question, but we normally try to keep these podcasts to a certain length. We have dozens of questions like this. We kind of just picked out a couple because they had a good flow and a lot of people ask similar questions. So the last question I'm going to answer in today's batch is what is the best podcast player to listen to Scaling Up H2O on? Well, by far, I don't know if there's a best one. Whatever your favorite one is, that's the best one. 
what I was going to say, by far the most used podcast player is Apple. And I think that is hands down the largest podcast platform that uh, most podcasters get their listeners to download from. And that's why I say it would be amazing if Apple shared all of their metrics, because you know they've got them, with us podcasters, but they don't. They share those with other podcast metric suppliers, and then I don't think they share them in a way that we're able to 100% use them. Anyway, I can go on a big diatribe with that. I think we can be a lot better if people are more forthcoming with information, but I'm going to get off that soapbox. To answer the question, the best podcast player is the one that you use. The one that most people use that we can track from our metrics is Apple, followed by Spotify. So our team, they try to make sure that if there is a podcast player out there, we know about it and we post to it. So here's my ask for you. If you know of a podcast player out there and we are not on it, send us a quick note. You can go to scalinguph2o.com and go to our show ideas page. And even though that's not a show idea, you can put in the box that we're not on a particular player. We will figure out how to get on that player because our job is to make it as easy as possible for everybody to find the Scaling Up H2O podcast. And I truly want to grow the Scaling Up Nation as large as I can because one, that ensures that we have a podcast. That allows me a bigger audience to ask content questions to, guest questions to, so we have so much information, we don't have to worry about where to find it. So the previous question was, how long do I want to do the podcast for? And the answer is, as long as it's fun. The other question, how long can I do the podcast for? As long as we have information. So as long as people are feeding me what they want their questions answered to be, what they want the topics to be, who the guests they want me to interview are, we'll always have stuff to talk about. But when we run out of things to talk about, that's a pretty boring podcast, and I know you don't want that to become of Scaling Up H2O. So those are the questions that we pulled out of the Scaling Up mailbag to answer all around this podcast. Thank you for all of the people that wrote in. I know I didn't get to all of the questions around this topic, and you might have noticed that I combined a couple of questions into one. So hopefully I answered your question in that way. If you have a question or if there's one that I didn't answer, well, I mean, that's actually two things. If there's a question on there that I did not answer, don't worry, we've still got it in our mailbag. And when we do another show, we will bring that up and we will get that question answered. But if you have a new one that you have not submitted yet, please, please, please go to scalinguph2o.com, go to our show ideas page and let us know what that question is. You can also, right on the home page, on the right-hand side, you can click leave a voicemail and you can record your own voice asking me a question. And then periodically I play that on the air and then I answer that question. I've done multiple episodes where somebody asked me a very quick question and I did an entire episode on that. So please keep those coming. Again, we call those pinks and blues. This is a pinks and blues episode. Pinks and blues, 
It came from, my dad used to call whenever he was doing titrations, a blue would turn to pink or pink would turn to blue. That's what he would call just running his tests, finding information about of what he was going to do next. So that's where it came from. What information do you need to know about so you can do something next with it? One more time, I'm going to mention the ScalingUpH2O.com webpage. If you have not been to our website in a while, our wonderful team, the team that I just introduced, has been working tirelessly on improving this resource to make the information that we have on it easier for you to find. So if you have not been on that in a while, by all means, ScalingUpH2O.com. Take a gander, see what you can find. The search is amazing on it. And now you can take the more than 300 episodes that we have. I know we're not numbered as high as 300, but I did some wacky stuff in the very beginning when I was numbering the episodes. We have well over 300 episodes in the bag and they are all searchable. Nation, thank you so much for listening to the Scaling Up H2O podcast. I think you'll enjoy the theme this month. I think you'll meet some new people that are going to inspire you in the water treatment arena. And I can't wait to introduce them to you over the next week. Until then, have a great week, folks. I'll have a brand new episode for you next Friday. Nation, it's hard to improve the day-to-day when we are stuck living in the day-to-day. And for one hour a week, you can join the group at the Rising Tide Mastermind so you can work on the business without being in the business. That one hour will change every other hour of the week. It's magic. It's not magic. It's how we get together. It's how we process issues. It's how we encourage each other. And it's how we just form these common bonds around each other. And there's a camaraderie that I promise you will not find anywhere else. To find out more about the Rising Tide Mastermind, go to scalinguph2o.com forward slash mastermind.